All right, welcome in on another episode of the Outside the Lines podcast. I am your co-host, Mason, followed by none other than Jacob Newton. And today we have, unfortunately, another sad episode coming off a tough Oklahoma loss. But before we get into all that, I want to talk to you guys quickly about BNC Fieldhouse. Now, this is going to be a little bit different of an ad read today, um, but just want to give a shout out to Ben. Ben has been seriously so supportive of us in our, and obviously this podcast, uh, without going into too much of the details, essentially this podcast might not be a thing if it weren't for his support. So if you guys like listening to us, if you guys, you know, like some of the content we bring to you guys, not only here, but also on Instagram, on social media, just wherever, um, you know, please go and support our boy Ben at BNC Fieldhouse. Not only has he been just so great to us, but he's, he's a man of the people. Anyone who's been an Iowa State student, I don't need to explain that to you. You guys know how awesome he is. Is just supporting the Iowa State Cyclones, Iowa State students everywhere. Not only does he have the best drink deals on Welch Avenue, it's the best place to watch the big game. Always wants to take care of the students, so he wants to make everything cheap and affordable for everyone. So head on over to BNC Fieldhouse. Support the legend Ben Singh at BNC Fieldhouse. Thank you so much, BNC Fieldhouse, for sponsoring us. And I guess we're going to get into the Oklahoma breakdown. And it was um, it was a doozy. Not necessarily a doozy. It was just, it was a tough game. The entire game, I personally felt like, like we just were the worst team, which was a really tough pill to swallow. Um, but we kept it close. And I mean, credit to the guys for, for kind of fighting till the very end. But, oh man, it was, it was, it was a really tough game to watch at the same time. That's interesting. Cause I honestly don't really think that we were maybe the worst team. I think we had some of the worst moments, but overall it was a game that I felt like we kind of controlled more. Um, We let in time of possession. We had 38 minutes compared to OU having um, 21 and a half. So that um, we ran 34 more offensive plays than they did. We also had more total yards They didn't even throw for a hundred passing yards in the game. (laughs) And yet we had more turnovers, more penalties and an L. Um, And I I really think it was, you know, obviously just a couple broken and big plays that really did us in. And that's the, the game of football really. But if you kind of, you know, not take out those, but, if you only look at those as, as one play and, and you kind of watch the rest of the game, I don't, I don't think this was a, a game where I felt we were outmatched or, or like super outplayed or anything. I was, you know, kind of a little disappointed in the, the end result, obviously, but it, it was one where I like just watching it. Like it felt like I would say always had the ball. Like I felt like we were on offense the entire game and we had like really long it did feel that way. sustained drives um OU was one of 10 on third down one of 10 on third down that's like ridiculous and yet you know we still kind of obviously came out with the loss and yeah I don't know I I, I, you know it's it's playing the number 10 team in Norman um on the road and they're coming off a loss and we knew that you know, we we're going to have to get a great Iowa State performance. And they just, they let themselves get beat by a couple of plays. And, and that's what it came down to, you know, Caleb Williams gets that, 
you know, not easy, but wide open sort of um, early touchdown run um, for their Oklahoma's mm-hmm. first score, the Brock Purdy um, fumble at the end where it's just, you know, it's one thing that Brock does do a little bit is he, he, he likes to try and make a play out of anything. And sometimes that results in him, like not throwing the ball away quicker. We saw the one like where he was like perpendicular to the fucking ground to throw that ball away. (laughs) All he needed to do was throw that ball away like a second earlier. And he wouldn't have had to do like this miraculous feat of athleticism to get the same result. Like, it's just like, I'm being chased. No one's open. I'm outside the pocket, chuck it. And that's what needed to happen on the the same thing with the the strip sack. Like there was no one open. He knows that there's pressure that just needs to get out. Um, and, and like those kind of two plays were, you know, not fluky, but it, it, it's easy, easy earned touchdowns and, and scores and stuff. And, and besides, I mean, you take those two plays out, it's an Iowa state, you know, 21, 14 win. Um, and that's what it is. But you know, that's not football. You, you don't take out those big plays. Those are, those are a part of it. And, um, you know, it's kind of unfortunate, but you know, I, I, it's not something, it's not a game that I walked away from and like really like hung my hat, head on. I wasn't like super disappointed in, in kind of how they performed. Um, the defense kind of got slaughtered on the ground a little bit, which was frustrating, but um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. Um, but you know, you're, you're playing arguably the best team in the conference on the road um, at the end of the year when they know they need to win. So you're going to have to have your best and these kind of mistakes are, are going to make it hard to, to pull out victories like that. I'm glad you brought up the Brock Purdy throwaway Cause that he does that once a year. Like we've seen that a couple other times out of him. It's so cool. <laughs> like he's just, He's literally like inches from the ground, every part of his body, like from his helmet to his cleats is just like two inches above the ground and he's barely getting it away. It looks so cool, but you're right. He doesn't need to do that. Um, You know, the reason why they, to me, just looked like the better team is you got the best college football running back in Brees Hall averaging three yards per rush. Um, It's it's tough for me to think that the team um, or that the better team is, is, excuse me, is hardly not the team with the better line play. And our offensive line was just getting pummeled all game. It felt like our defensive line was holding their own much more than our offensive line. But I mean, they were still able to rush and, and, and eat on us. So that's kind of why it felt like it was really tough. And I mean, Brock, or not Brock, uh, Brees, credit to him, um, tied for most consecutive uh, rushing touchdowns in, well, not even in a season, just consecutive. What is it at? Is it at 22 right now? Um, I think sounds... the record's 23. Let me see. Either way, he's, he's just a monster. But, like, even to set up that play, love you, Joseph Skates. I don't know if that was necessarily a catch at the one-yard line, you know. I, you can argue which way for it. It's, it's the classic, what is a catch nowadays? I have no idea. I, I looked at that, and I thought that was for sure getting overturned. But obviously, they, they gave it to us, you know, past past couple of weeks. We've gotten some breaks from some calls. And, and I mean, I just need to say that out loud because I don't know if I've ever said that before. And so, all right, yeah, we're, we got some breaks there. Led to the, uh, what was it, a one-yard rushing touchdown by Brees Hall. But other than that, we're scoreless in the first half. And I know that you uh, you talked about time of possession and amount of plays that we ran. I don't know how many plays we ran 
um, over them in the first or in the first half compared to the second half. But, you know, to only get seven points in the first half, that's kind of why it, it just feels like it just feels like we weren't we weren't our best self. And fourth quarter came back. Credit to them. I mean, that is one thing that Iowa State is inevitable with. They will always make a close game out of something. And, and I mean, hell, you could even argue that, what was it, 28 to 7 at some point. I don't know if it was 28 to 7, but 21 to 7, whatever it was, you're not coming back from that. You, you can truly argue like that. That's a tough game to come back from in Norman. But hell, we were literally about to tie them until the very last play of that game. And I don't even want to talk about that, man. Brock, Brock wishes he could get that one back, obviously. Missed, um, I want to say, an easy pass, but clearly one that it was an easy pass. I'll just say it. And yeah, it happens. You know, you, you can't make every perfect throw. Um, and I just feel so bad for him that that was, you know, his last throw of that game in, in Norman. But, you know, they, they battled really hard coming back, which kind of made the loss for me, at least, a little bit more palatable. I also went into it expecting a loss, too. Um, I, I don't know. It, 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 it truly was a game we could have won. You're right. And, I mean, from, from one element of the game we did win or made – I don't know. I'm talking in circles here, but no, I just, I got you. It, it didn't look like they were like they were better than us or it didn't look like we were better than them. In my opinion. I honestly like, this is going to sound so bad, but I completely suppressed the fact that our line got dominated the entire fucking game. And because yeah. I was probably so frustrated by that. And as soon as you mentioned that, I was like, Oh shit, that is right. And that was so aggravating. And yeah, I, you know, it, it like, but even like stuff like that, it was like, you know, we shot ourselves in the foot with some penalties. Like we had, you know, we, we used some trick plays and executed them. And some we got ran back six, with, I believe, but I think penalties, we ran yeah. six total trick plays. So like they brought out their bag of tricks. Um, I know you brought up the Brees Hall rushing thing. I, that was the thing that frustrated me the most because we were like, we were obviously in the game the entire first half. They got the fluke touch, like the touchdown right at the end of the game. It was, it, otherwise, it was seven and seven. And Brees wasn't getting carries, but he, I believe, I even remember the, the commentator saying, like, Brees Hall only has like, you know, mm-hmm. 10 rushes right now for, for like 45 or almost 50 yards. And then mm-hmm. the only other times he's getting carries is, you know, we get, we get down 21 to seven by the third. It's like, okay, well, that element of our game's out the door. And we're also looking at a backup quarterback who's playing right now because Brock got hurt too. So it's just like, I'm not sure why there's a lack of continuing to feed Breeze because that opens up everything else. Like our offense really looked good until it was like in desperation mode and like Oklahoma was just playing like on their heels with, with passing and stuff. But like, Mm-hmm. you have an all American like running back in your backfield and he was averaging like four and a half, five yards of carry. And they weren't using him like in early downs to like make third downs a little bit easier or second downs easier and stuff like that. And I think that was something that I got frustrated by too, especially just because of like how our line was struggling with pass protection so much that if you can get them to maybe run block and even gain some confidence from that, or at least like, take advantage of, you know, 
edge guys rushing hard and, and doing outside contain and, and then you work it on up in the inside or, or whatever. But like, I, I do remember that early part of the game kind of being frustrated that it's not like Brees like didn't you know he wasn't getting like consistently stuffed or whatever like I said he was averaging no. like four and a half yards of carry in the first half I want to say and that was like without any like crazy long runs to boost up that average um so like there mm-hmm. was mild success there and like kind of not going to that well while the game's still close is is a little frustrating and especially when the line's struggling the way it was like I felt bad for Brock. I, 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 Oh my gosh. Because there were just plays where he was immediately scrambling and sprinting out to try and get any sort of like daylight. And it made it so hard on him. And yeah, now I, um, reflecting, I, I, I wouldn't say that we maybe outplayed them either. I, I really do think that we were, we were right there though. And that there were a couple of things that just, obviously allowed the tide to turn the way it was. Um, but it wasn't anywhere where I was like, like Texas tech, I was like, they fucking killed us today. Like that, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was a, a piss poor effort. And, um, I'm going to accept the loss as it is. This one was like, I, you know, kind of appreciated the effort besides from the offensive line. And, um, you know, it is what it is. And you, you can't have big plays like that kind of go your way where they, get these long, easier touchdowns that, that really changed the momentum and tie to the game. But I, I guess like my, my point was like, as far as momentum and tie, like it was like, like I said, it felt like I would say always had the ball, it kind of controlled the tempo, which is like what the R offense and what you want to do when you're going to a ranked opponent's, you know, home field is like, you want to dictate that you want to keep Spencer Williams on the sideline. Like Spencer Williams did not look great throwing the ball, probably Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. I was mixing up the two. Um, Caleb Williams, you know, like he probably had so long in between possessions and shit that like, it was just like, you couldn't get into a rhythm really. And that's why they had one thing with, yeah, Caleb was, he didn't do anything against us. I mean, like I I, I said, I'm not going to get into it, but was his rushing touchdown almost like 70 yards without quoting or without being entirely accurate? He had 67 rush yards total on the day with 12 other carries. Now, what does that mean? He was losing a lot of yards elsewhere aside from that big one. So Caleb Williams was a non-factor, less than 100 yards passing, one TD, one INT. Uh, I mean, Spencer Rattler came in one for one for nine yards. Uh, nothing crazy there. But like, yeah, Caleb Williams was not – I thought he was going to be much more of a factor, and he's athletic. That's how a big run like that breaks off. Like, it, you know, with big-time players like that, that's just going to happen every now and then. And it's okay. It's okay. Like, we can let one of those big plays happen and still win the game because that's just the game of football, you know. But, you know, to give up a, a couple other ones and to struggle offensively like we did for, you know, quarters one through three – it, it's, it's, it makes it difficult to come back from. Um, I got someone on the hot seat, EJ Bibbs, because Charlie Komalar came home to Norman, Oklahoma, imposed his will, and probably had the best game of his career. Also, did you know that he and Trey Young played basketball together in high school? I did not know that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know if Clat and then said that, but I don't. I don't know if Clat has ever. Um, called an Iowa State game, or if he has me, if I, I just missed it. I love him, dude. He is a great commentator. If we can get him for all of our games, I would love that. I, I, I don't know. I was a big fan of 
of that crew. But um, hey, I don't think I heard it too much. Actually, I don't know if I heard it at all, but I was in the middle of hosting a Friendsgiving for the first half. So I'm sure they probably mentioned the first half. Um, I don't know. Did they humor me on that? Do you know? Did you hear them say that? Um, I think Liam tweeted something about them um, mentioning it. I, I do. I'm, I'm like 99% sure they did mention it because they talked about Kolar's like parents um, being working at Oklahoma and him being from the area and stuff like that. And I, I'm pretty sure it got that. That would do it. But you, you mentioned something earlier though, like Brees, what Brees, I keep, dude, I keep messing them up today. Brees and Brock, geez, Brock was running for his life at what seemed like every single play. And we'll get into this a little bit in our TCU preview with senior night coming up, but you know, next year, uh, unless Purdy does want to use his COVID year of eligibility, he won't be here. And Decker's, might be a better runner when it comes to designed run plays, but he is absolutely not more nimble than Purdy. That's one thing that Purdy is very good at eluding the rush. And, and he does it better than most, most quarterbacks in college football. And, and though Deckers is a really good runner, he's not as much of a, uh, a like, he's just not as good at evading the rush in my opinion. And, our old line is going to take a little bit of a downfall next year as well. And it's just going to be, it's going to be really tough. Like it's, it's something that, you know, the game is controlled at the line of scrimmage. And if you have basically a, a better old line than, than them, then the game is just so much easier. And I, it really concerns me uh, for the future with Deckers. Cause I, I think he's a hell of a quarterback. He has so much talent. You can just see he throws an awesome deep ball. Oh my gosh. He throws a better deep ball than, than Purdy, but the problem there is Purdy can evade the rush, can allow time for his receivers to get downfield for that play to develop. I don't know if Deckers can, especially with how with with the expected um, step back that our O line will take next year. I mean, it, it almost eliminates that great part of his game. Um, I don't know. It, it was just a random thought I had seeing them both play out there. I like them both a lot for different reasons, but I it, it will be a struggle if we don't get that offensive line figured out just to give them a little bit more time. Am I, am I out of line saying that? I, I think you're out of line on maybe some of the deep ball stuff. We haven't seen Deckers enough for it. Brock was also making some damn good throws. Like, I mean, one, the, the back shoulder to, to skates on the fumble catch, whatever you want to call that. That was a very good fucking throw. And then, yeah, he had another one. That's not supposed to be a slight against Purdy, by the way. No, I just I think I, I've I'm watched. Yeah, I've watched high school film on Deckers too. He's an Iowa boy. I, I tend to watch Iowa high school film sometimes on, you know, some major college recruits. And he he's got a cannon. He can throw it, and he throws a really good deep ball. We haven't seen it much with Cyclone Nation, but I don't know. That's just that's speculation. Yeah, Brock, Brock had another one that was beautiful that I cannot I cannot remember off the top of my head I want to say it was maybe to x but it was another great like deep back shoulder fade where he he put it like right on the money and I think the the quarterback just made a good play on it but anyways um no I mean you want to backtrack to Kolar a little bit I, I know you wanted to talk about Kolar I know you do Look, man, he just stepped up when he needed to. <laughs> like it was, and I'm not trying to to start anything with with Bibbs or whatever because I respect <laughs> Bibbs's like resume. But that was like an exact like, dude. The commentators were literally like, 
Oklahoma should be putting two people on Kolar this entire drive because they know that that's just who they're going to. And he's still they were at points, and he's still, yeah, it was ridiculous. They literally put two people over him in formation, and he still would get open, or he would still catch the ball. Like it, that was 152 Man, was yards, weird. 12 receptions, and one touchdown. 12.7 yards per catch. Oh my, it was. That was a really damn good performance. And yeah, shut, shut up some of the critics. I, I don't I don't call myself a critic of Charlie Kohler. I love the man. I think he's insane. But wow, yeah, that game alone, eh, maybe I need to adjust my rankings. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just yeah. love the way EJ played, but we won't get into that. Um, also, shout out Mavis. Great fake punt. Um, man, that, that thing parted like the Red Sea, like right when <laughs> – Right when the snap just got in his hands, everyone just fled. It was like 30 yards of just green grass in front of it. And he, and he even ran for 10 yards, and the defense still didn't realize that it yeah. was a fake. Like, it took them so long to react to that. It was awesome. All oh, it was electric. Bro, I fled on that. I, like, went to the, the kitchen real quick, I think, to, like, fill up my water because I was not expecting oh. anything like that. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, this stuff, man, it sticks off. I, like, sprint back into the living room. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. And then, but Dude, they, they say you run faster when you're scared. Dude was booking it. Like, I think he was it. so scared to get tackled. Like, I was getting I mean, so worried. Sometimes, because, like, why. he was approaching the defenders, and I'm just like, go down, go down, go down, go down. Because, like, I was like, yeah. Oh like, my I was gosh. like, please just do not get popped. Like, it, like, slide whatever you need to do. Just get to the ground safely. Like, we do not need the extra two yards here. Like, we got the first down. You're good. Like, just. He had like the least graceful tackle too. Like it wasn't a slide. It wasn't even like a big hit. It was just like the most awkward, like someone just kind of wrestling to the ground a little bit. It was so funny. Also, um, Brees. Oh my gosh. I don't think, again, tell me if I'm out of line here. Was that the greatest catch you've seen by a college football running back? I, not that I like watch a lot of running backs, you know, their highlight reel with catches, but I truly have not seen a, a catch better than that out of a college football running back. It was insane. And credit to Deckers. He threw that in the only place it could have been caught too. It, it shouldn't have been a play where you catch it. That should have been honestly a throwaway play. And they landed. That was insane down. by both. So you have to throw it. It was fourth it was a, down. It was exactly. Down. Yeah. So like he threw it to the only spot that thing where he could so get it. wild. I was like, ah, man, that, that was that was insane. That that's when I got like hooked back in. Brees Brees doesn't catch that. Then like that game's probably over, obviously over, because we would have been down a bit in the ball going back to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And like I wouldn't have gotten that glimmer of hope. So like who's really in the wrong here, you know? <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm just kidding. Dude, it we, was a very good We catch. almost and scored was, 21 points in the fourth quarter. That would have been crazy. Sorry, yeah. keep going. But no, I mean I mean that Brees catch was was awesome. Um, Decker obviously put it right where it had to be. It was great coverage too. Like it was just, um, it was good defense, better play. That's just sometimes that's what happens in football. Um, very frustrating on the defensive end when that does happen, but you know, it's, it is what it is, but yeah, I mean, it's just Brees doing Brees Hall things, man. Like at this point, it's not surprising. And, you know, just, I love watching him play. I I think that's what I'm, I'm getting the saddest about is like, you know, I'll still get to watch him play on Sundays and stuff, but it's just, it's a, it's a little bit different. You know, it is, it is. Well, um, that's all I had for OU. What do you got? You got anything more? No, no, I, 
It is what it is. All right, man. Well, I guess we're going to move on to a TCU preview, right? Yep. And for those who are unaware, it is Iowa State Senior Night. So some of these cyclone greats that we've been watching the past few years, Brock Purdy, Mike Rose, Chase Allen, maybe Charlie Kolar. Who else am I missing? There's there's so many great ones out of here. And you know what? It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a sad game. It is. You know. So I, I rank it like the the office season finale is probably number one. George Niang senior night number two. And I'm thinking number three is probably going to be uh, this Iowa State football team senior night this Friday at 3.30 against TCU at Jack Tri Stadium. Yeah, you know, I think the ones that I'll probably even get more sad about is uh, the, the juniors who are probably going to be gone too, like are going to get bunched in with it. Um, you know, like Will McDonald and Reese, obviously, and stuff. Um, is Mike Rose a senior? Mike Rose is a senior. Mike Rose has been here for a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. X is going to be gone. Um, you know, oof. Jake Hummel has been great. Wazarike. He has. So, oh, Wazarike. Um, you know, it is going to be uh, a pretty sad, but, you know, it's got to be a, a thanks for the memories, guys, and, and being appreciative. Oh, I, I, can I can't believe you forgot about Greg Eisworth. Um, wow. Been Do you want me to play Thanks for the Memories by, um, by no, Fallout Boy? Really? I'm not, we don't need any more music. <laughs> I don't even know if people are going to be able to hear that well. Yeah, whatever. Um, we tried <laughs> playing Goodbye, My Lover, by the way, in case that didn't come through on the audio. But um, no, yeah, it, it honestly will be like a really sad day, like all jokes aside. I mean, they got to announce Purdy last. And I'm, I literally have, you can't see it. I got goosebumps just even talking about this. It, it feels weird. Like it's it's an absolute end of an era. And in the reality of this situation too, and this is kind of a hope that I have in the weirdest, saddest way, I want this to be the last game for a lot of these guys. Like I want this to be the last game for Kolar. I want this to be the last game for Hall. I I, I don't think this will be the last game for Purdy. I think Purdy is going to show up for the bowl game no matter what, but like, you know, as tough as it is. No, I don't. And I mean, as tough as it is for, and, and I was thinking about this a lot all day today because I, I heard it mentioned on um, a Cyclone Fanatic podcast earlier. To have these guys have, find so much success at Iowa State and you know go, go early in the draft and find success at the higher level, it's only going to help Iowa State in the end. It's going to hurt in the short term that we won't have them for next year or even for the bowl game. And it, it will. And does that suck? It absolutely does. Does that kill the fanatic in me. It absolutely does. But at the end of the day, the long-term effect is, um, is better than the short-term benefit. And, and I mean, I, I still hope I'm wrong. I hope Reese comes back. I, I hope Purdy comes back. We can use this COVID year, but like another side of me, that's like the realistic side of me. I think it's smart for them to, you know, consider this as their last game. And I, I, I hate saying that, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I honestly wasn't thinking about the bowl game too much, 
but now I kind of realize that we're probably not going to be in a very great bowl game. Um, exactly. So like I am totally fine with any senior and junior, anyone who is, is planning to um, head to the combine, hopefully get drafted. They're, they're certainly welcome to sit that out because I am always, I've always been very player focused. Like I'm like, you know, especially, you know, with players who perform well, as soon as they can get drafted, it's just like, go, there's no point coming back. You go and get your money while you can. Football is such a a dangerous sport. You don't know when your last snap is going to be. And Mm -hmm. that's just the nature of the beast. And so you need to get your money while you can. I know you can get a little money in college now. That's great. But you can get a lot more in the NFL if um, you're good enough and, and have the opportunity to do so. And that's why, you know, I'm always like, Brees, get out of here. I, I know he will because um, there's mm-hmm. just no point. But it, it was the same. I like, think he's hinted at it a couple times too. I he's think he's gone. Like running backs especially. Yeah. Like, you know, David Montgomery is the mm-hmm. same way. It's like, David, get out of here, dude. Like, just go get your money. Don't um, – yeah, don't get hurt next year. Yeah, go get paid. Yeah, just exactly. please go get paid. So um, I, I, I'm totally fine with it, you know. It's, it's not like it's going to be a glamorous bowl. Um, it is what it is. And, you know, that's what we'll, we'll have to deal with. Probably getting some jokes about, you know, probably not even winning a bowl game with Iowa State's greatest team or whatever. I don't give a shit about that. They've, they've laid the foundation. They've, they've been amazing. Um, you know, like, dude, they won. Iowa State won no more than four games when I was there my entire, like, undergrad. Like, it got to the point where people just like didn't like people still cared, but like it was just like the expectations and where the program was at was so low. And just think about how mm-hmm. spoiled we are about getting like f- coming off like a festival in last year and you know coming in with preseason top 10 expectations. And like, yeah, sometimes teams don't reach expectations. This was this was tough. We had a ton of close losses this year. We had a lot of stuff that could have gone our way and it just didn't. And it's unfortunate. It is what it is, but like these guys have done so much and laid the foundation and, and I'm certain that the people who are going to replace them will learn from them and be able to, you know, continue the culture and the foundation that they've set. And that's what has me the most excited. And, you know, I just, I obviously want them nothing but success in the, the next space, whatever they're doing, whether it's playing at the next level or, or whatever post-college, but like, you know, you really got to appreciate what they've, they've done for Iowa state. Cause we're at a level that, you know, hasn't, hasn't been seen in cyclone football era, to be honest. So you're exactly right. And, and, and I mean, you know, what I'm most excited for is what this will open up in the future. No, I'm not talking about just the recognition through the draft, you know, having more cyclones in the NFL. No, what I'm looking forward to is 15 years from now when Purdy wraps up a legendary NFL career where he, you know, becomes the new GOAT, this undrafted free agent out of Iowa State. He's like a legendary 15-year career, hangs up the pads, comes into Iowa State as a quarterback coach, still with Campbell there, you know, and and then the next five years, Campbell, you know, puts a little tidbit in Purdy's ear and says, hey, in five years from now, after I groom you a little bit as a quarterback's coach, you're going to take my spot. And then Purdy will be the next head coach of Iowa State for the next generation for, I don't know, 30 years to come. And we win 
dozens of big 12 championships. That's what I'm most excited for. Cause that's, that's inevitable. That's inevitable because Campbell will be here for the next 20 years. I'm, I've already convinced myself into that. Um, long pause, a, long silence. That's a good little pipe dream, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's like the Nas long George Ying dual head coaches for basketball type vision that I think a lot of people have as well. That'd be um, so cool. Which and would then, be cool. then Matt Thomas, get Matt Thomas on there too. He'd be a hell of a head coach. Probably. Yeah. Matt could literally just teach how everyone should shoot with like perfect form. And then everyone needs <laughs> exactly. to shooting like with the most absolute beautiful, perfect form of ever. But I mean, yeah, like you obviously you, you want that. Um, I hope Matt Campbell's here even longer than that. Um, I'm gonna be greedy here. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he's young, man. Matt, Matt's young. well. He what I will say, out and just like coach. He till, could till whenever. Um, uh, unfortunately, though, we are playing TCU, and from what I've heard on Twitter, which is you know gospel at this point, whatever you hear on Twitter is probably going to happen. I don't know. I heard Matt Campbell's considering this really, really highly sought after TCU head coaching job. <laughs> Dude, there's like one Twitter account I found where at now it's just a really good troll job, but yeah, now it's like a meme. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like anytime (laughs) there's any sort of head coaching opening, the guy just tweets, like as soon as the opening occurs, like hearing that Matt Campbell has spoken with blank representatives set to interview tomorrow and sign new lucrative contract the next day, more details to come. And it's like the same formatted tweet. And I think the first time the guy put it out, people got fucking pissed and then just like slowly dwindle a little bit and then just become a meme. Cause he still does it. And I respect mm-hmm. him at this point. Um, Who is that guy? Cause, cause at first, at first I think he was serious. I don't know. Maybe I'm being bitter, but at first I think he was serious. And then he realized like how much of a clown show that was. And he's like, all right, well, I got to lean into this to make sure people didn't actually think I was serious. I mean, you know, Campbell to the TC. No, that's on you guys for believing me. Ah, well, Maybe it is, but either way, that's either a hell of a troll job or, um, well, now it is a troll job. So good for him. But TCU, I mean, got walloped by Oki State. Max Duggan is back. I honestly think he's good, but their defense is so, so bad. Um, they barely beat um, Blue Kansas by, I think, three points. Um, Kansas passed all over TCU. However, you know, how are they going to beat us? TCU lost to Baylor by two points, and they actually beat Texas Tech 52 to 31. Now, what does that mean? Hopefully nothing. But it shows that they, they're, they're such a weird team because, like, honestly, at the beginning of the season, I thought they could have um, been like a dark horse for uh, not the Big 12 championship, but maybe like a top four team in the Big 12. Um, but, yeah, they've really just – been very underwhelming, been very underwhelming. And I, this should be a good old fashioned ass kicking just with the senior nights. Um, It's so much emotion in that game, but sometimes emotion can, you know, work the exact opposite that you want it to. I I don't think that Campbell, that Purdy and that this team will let that happen, but Hey, I've underlooked a lot of games this year, West Virginia, Texas tech, and every single one of them. I was, um, yeah, I, I, I had I had egg on my face afterward. Yeah, um, I, I feel that exact same way about it, where I'm like, this team should come out here, probably kick some ass. 
on senior night, last time in front of Jack Trice, a lot of emotion, but they could not because we, <laughs> we've seen thought, that. We've thought this before. Yeah, um, we have. We have. It's a classic tale of I might be overlooking them, but I'm banking on our team to not do that. You know, I don't know. But but the thing is, Max Max is back, and um, I believe when they yeah. So when he was his first game gone, I don't know the backup's name. I apologize, but um, they played Baylor, and again lost by two points to a great Baylor team. It. And I think that happens because what's my classic tape? Sometimes the backup quarterback is the most dangerous person on the field because you don't have as much film on him. And usually, I mean, he's a backup in D1 football. Obviously, he's good enough to be there for a reason. Uh, you know, he's also the backup for a reason. He's probably not as good as a starter, but you can scheme against starting quarterbacks. You can really get to them. Um, and if you don't have the film on them and you're not really prepared for a backup quarterback situation, then it can really bite you in the ass. And that's why I think Baylor struggled with them now we have plenty of film on on Duggan and more than anything else maybe this will be a shootout there, there's no way TCU is going to beat us on like a, a 21 to 14 game like if they're going to beat us they have to beat us like I don't know 50 something to 40 something like I just don't see TCU's defense doing a ton to stop us unless Purdy has one of those hilarious picks that he threw last year against TCU that was kind of funny because we ended up winning the game it was hilarious yeah. Um, Dead air. I know, dude, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I can't make any statements on this game. All right. I'm going to, I'm just going to transition. Have you looked up the line? I haven't. I didn't. Amazing. Have you looked All it up? Right. Okay. Yeah, I did. You want to pass this line? Yep. And it's Ajax Trice. Um, the lines have been weird this year. And, Let's just do – I think it's going to be more than a touchdown. Um, let's, let's do 8.5. Iowa State, 8.5. Minus 15. Oh, shoot. <laughs> shoot. Honestly, I, that, that thinking about it for more than two seconds makes a lot more sense than 8.5. I mean, we, we truly, truly should beat the Horned Frogs this year. Like – solidly and handedly like this should be the Kansas state game of 2020. You know what I mean? Where it's just, it should be a very low anxiety game, which that's not going to happen. Cause I said it out loud. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if, if Max Duggan puts in some work, uh, he's a playmaker. That's why I really like him. Also Iowa high school dude. I, I, like I said, I sometimes tend to follow those recruits a little bit more closely, but no, I don't think this should be too concerning of a game. I am overlooking it or underlook. What is the word? What's the word there? Is it underlook or overlook? Liam, edit this out. I don't want any overlooks. Is overlook? Okay. Use underlook in a sentence that will help me as if t- tell me underlook. Use it in a sentence like I'm a second second grader. Wait, you want me to use underlook or overlook? Underlooked. I don't even know underlooked. I'm gonna see if I used it. I used that as a word in our interview with Todd Blythe. And afterward, like I was thinking of it for like five minutes. And I was like, wait, wait, does that make sense? I don't, I don't know if you can underlook someone. Overlook makes sense, but underlook, I don't know. Underlooked would be to look or glance at from underneath or from lowered eyes. 
to miss or omit because one has looked too low. Well, I'm short, so that makes a lot of sense. Overlook means you like look over someone, you you underestimate them. I feel like so underestimate equals overlook. It's like um, it's like um using the word regardless or irregardless, they both mean the same thing, you know? Potato potato. Awesome. Okay, so I was right. These are two different words. Like potato potato is just saying that you can say two different words differently. These are two different (laughs) words that have the same meaning. We're moving on. We're moving on. Well, you brought this fucking up, so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like Googling dictionary definitions here, but both of them basically mean that you did not evaluate something properly. That's how it goes. And that's exactly what I've been doing. So I was technically right. I was technically right. Um, But uh, truthfully, I don't have anything more on TCU. I'm thinking it actually will be an ass whooping. Whatever that line is, 15, that sounds... That sounds much more accurate than my prediction of 8.5. Anything else on the Horn Frogs before we continue? Um, I got nothing, man. I, it's oh, on God. Friday. Everyone, it's on Friday. Don't forget that. Yeah, I, I literally almost forgot it today, too. Um, so to segue, Iowa State basketball is absolutely back. Um, Iowa State is 4-0 for the first time in 2016. I really hope I don't screw up his name, but Alges Kunch, five for five from three-point range. I think he's one of only few Cyclones in history to record numbers like that. Um, but I don't know. I, I would say basketball is, is actually fun. Um, 82 to 47 against Grambling State Tigers. I mean, they're 0-4, so it's not like that was a – that was one of those hilarious wins. You know what I mean? Where you almost double the team's score against yes. a team that you don't even know who it is. That's that's like a classic Alabama Crimson Tide against I, I don't know Citadel. Carlson <laughs> like, Southern. I'm like, yeah, like week nine of the year. No, that was um, that was the SEC this last week. It's so stupid. Georgia. I hate how that's Charleston Southern. Like all this kind of stuff. It's the dumbest thing ever. It's just like what a waste of a week of sports. It is. But one thing that I do want to say, talk about basketball really quick is, you know, at the beginning of the year, we saw Gabe Kalshur and Isaiah Brockington go off, right? Well, Gabe and Isaiah combined for five points against them. We had Tristan Inaruna go for 15, Tyrese Hunter. Oh, he's, he's a stud, by the way. 12 points, Tyrese Hunter. Trey Jackson had a nice game, 12 points. He's turning out to be, you know, one of those really uh, just great team players, great guys to have on the team, a team leader. Caleb Grill, 10 points. And like I said, Al just Kunch, five for five with 21 points total. So what's what do you make of that? It means we're not completely reliant on Brockington. Like I was maybe afraid of at, the, at you know, the first few games. We do have people that can go and get buckets. I, I don't know. It's just um, it. I, I'm like I said, don't have the expectations that we're going to go and win the Big 12 championship. That's not going to happen. But don't is this a team that can that. certainly make noise? Maybe. No, stop. What do you mean? This is going to be like, this seems young and they just they haven't played anyone good yet. <laughs> like, I mean, you can say yeah, what you I want know. about Oregon State, but like they should be starting off four now. Like, you know, I, I don't know. They like, should be, but we, we get a really good test in tomorrow. other years where we should have. Or we today. Do. We do have a really good test against Xavier. Xavier. Which mm-hmm. will be a good determination of maybe how we could maybe realistically expect anything. But just because we're four and zero, I don't think is is anything to um, 
be raising expectations for like this is a you know we were in the dumpster you know like we didn't win a conference game last year um it hasn't been easy um and i just i think it's i i don't really i don't think it's fair or whatever to put any sort of high expectations on this team because oh you're such a not fun iowa state fan though it's so much fun to just get ahead of yourself and stuff like this and hey i was trying to pull myself back like obviously we're not going to be competing for you know big 12 championship or regular season championship or even tournament but like we are starting four and oh and it is classic iowa state to drop at least one ball or at least one game. I think what was it? It was 2019 where we ended up winning the Big 12 tournament with that. We we had some studs on that team. We still lost the opening matchup against I, I don't even know who it is. I'm not gonna look it up right now. But like that is what I'm saying is like the difference. Like, yes, we haven't played any Oregon State, they're 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 fine. They're, that was a good win. But like, yes, we haven't played anyone, but what's different about this team is we haven't dropped the ball against them. And I mean, you would be you're beating these teams by no less than eight points. Like you're handling business like you should. Again, we do have a, a, a true test tomorrow or today, whenever you're listening to this, whatever it is um, against Xavier, but it's, it's showing a really good start to the season at first. And Hey, I'm going to take that win when I can get it. Cause I might not get another Iowa state basketball win for the rest of the season. <laughs> All right. That's fine. 2019. We did not win the big 12. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about there. <laughs> The tournament. The tournament. No, we did not. We lost to Oklahoma. Was it 2018 where we won it with Mario Shyock? 2018. Yeah, maybe. Was that 2018? It it was that team that. No. No. All right. Now now I'm looking. Yeah. Yeah. It was 2018. It was 2018. 2018, 2019. I have it pulled up right now. It's 2018, 2019. It was when we had, yeah, we had Shayok, Lindell, we had THT, and Tyrese. And that exactly. was a team that like really struggled at the end of the season, then did really well in the big 12 tournament and then lost in the first round. It, so, but we, you just mentioned some of the names on there. Like clearly those are, you know, talented guys and, and they've lost their home opener. So, and these are all new guys. I don't think team. they lost. It. So, did I get my stats? Somewhere they did not wrong? lose their home opener. 20, 2018 first started off three and zero, and then lost to a really good Arizona Arizona school in the Maui, and then still did really good in the rest of the Maui. They lost to Iowa, and then they even beat Kansas, and then they just kind of fall, they were they were like in the lead for the Big Twelve for a little bit, and then they like kind of faltered at the end of the year and like struggled because it was a year where people were like Kansas's streak might actually come to an end this year. 2019 was terrible. That was a team that lost to Florida A&M at home, which is like, that is one of those gimme games. Um, And then 2020. And that was the year we had Tyrese. Okay. I'm sorry, everyone. I mixed up my years. Huge mess up there. Don't, don't ever a little general rule of thumb. If you hear me say something, don't, don't ever, you know, say, Oh yeah. That's just gotta be true. No, (laughs) I don't. I don't purposefully lie. It, it also, basketball is weird. It's one of those things that like half the season is in, is in, you know, one year, the other half is in the other year. I, I screwed up the years. Okay. We're moving on. None. I still stand by this though. Like, Anyways, that's fine. It, you can, it, be, it shows you can be positive. It's a good sign at the start of the season. You be optimism. Okay. I'll be realism. How about that? Good cop back. Okay. Well, so 
So since we're trying to give bold takes right now, what's your prediction for Big 12 standings basketball at the end of the year? Just just throw one out there. Seventh. Just throw one out there. Seventh. Okay. See, I'm going to say five. Okay. All right. Handshake. Deal. All right. If I win, then you have to do something absurd that we'll, we'll come up with later on because I'm getting really hot and heavy about this topic right now. What happens if they finish sixth? <laughs> if they finish sixth? Um, <laughs> It, it pushes. Nothing happens. <laughs> All right. They split us. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have anything more for you guys. Do you? Roll clones. All right. Went down. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for the crap shoot at the end of the show. Um, one thing you need to take away from this is if you hear me going on one of my tangents, just make sure you fact check me because I try and fact check myself, but apparently I'm, I'm terrible at doing it. So as always, we are presented by BNC Fieldhouse. Head on over there on Mug Night for Thursday night and drag shows. Head on over there for FAC deals with $5 wraps and $3 adioses. And also just go there to watch the big game. Go there on Friday. It's going to be an awesome environment. Of course, if you're not going to Jack Trice, and I do want to say they are announcing the seniors 15 minutes before kickoff. So it, this is this is one of those you got to be there for. You, you got to be there to show your support. Clap as loud as you possibly can. These guys absolutely deserve it. Um, so if you're not going to the game, enjoy the game at BNC Fieldhouse. And as always, hoping for a nice little, you know, fun episode next week coming off of a hopeful TCU win and also a Xavier win, hopefully, huh? for your fifth-ranked Iowa State Cyclones. <laughs> and... We'll and as it. always, we'll talk with you next week. Roll clones. Roll clones, baby.